Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and in this week's episode, I am talking with Matt Beach from Ale and Angus. Well, uh, first of all, I'm thrilled to have Matt on the podcast. I've been very fortunate to be a judge for the last two years in the New York State Beef Council's search for the best burger, and uh, both those years, Ale and Angus has won. Uh, and we'll talk more about that here in the conversation with Matt. But so I've known of them for a while, and it, it, I was really happy to sit down and have a conversation with them because I think um, I think Ale and Angus is they're a really popular, busy restaurant, but I think they're kind of underrated in terms of like just overall conversation about food in the city. And so I was really excited to sit down and, and just learn more about their history and Matt's perspective on restaurant ownership and food and menu development and, and these contests that, that they continue to win time and time again. So it was a lot of fun to have him down on the, on the, on the show. Uh, it's been a while since an episode. We kind of, you know, accidentally took the summer off of the podcast. You know, it, it's funny. I was, I sat down to record this intro this past Saturday and in the middle of recording the intro, I got a phone call, as you know, we have a food tour business, and I got a call from our tour guide who said, hey, two of the businesses on the tour are closed today, and they never told us. <laughs> so, um, And so I had to stop recording the intro and go deal with that. <laughs> and, uh, that's, it's just, it, it's, uh, what's the point of telling you that story? There's been a lot going on. It's been busy and uh, very busy. You know, here at Eat Local New York, we have been putting out a brand new video almost every single day of the week since January. Um, we've been expanding. We've been traveling all over the state. We've been in New York City and Buffalo and Cooperstown recently in Rochester, Utica, and soon we're going to be up uh, north in Watertown, and we're going to be down in Albany and just trying to get all over the state to promote the restaurants that, uh, that exist here in the state. And not to mention... You know, for a lot of you who don't know, and I, I've been getting asked this question a lot lately. I think it's kind of funny, but people keep asking me, how does Eat Local New York make money? Well, the way this business started eight years ago was social media management for other restaurants. And so that's still our primary source of revenue here for the business. You know, th things like this is just for fun. Um, and, uh, and so we're incredibly busy with that because that side of the business has been growing as more and more of the world in small communities like Syracuse become aware of the fact that, hey, you need to have a professional handling your content creation and your social media management today. So um, anyways, we've just been so busy lately, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say we've got a few episodes here that have been pre-recorded um, that we're going to be releasing soon. Today's with Matt uh, Beach. Um, next week should be Aaron from Salt City Coffee that we recorded months ago. Um, and... I have a third one, and I'm blanking right now on who that person is. Uh, but we've got another podcast that's gonna be coming out. And then we're going to start recording some new ones here uh, in the next week or so and just get back on track of putting out a new episode every single week. So I do want to talk about, though, our sponsor of the podcast, and that's Brown Carbonic. It's a phenomenal local company, family-owned and operated, been here in Syracuse and Central New York, servicing the food and beverage industry and hospitality industry for years and years and years and years and years. And they offer everything from ice machines and dish machines to um, uh, uh, CO2 and um, nitrogen for your draft beer systems, 
whether you're a brewery or you are a restaurant with a draft beer system, they've got you covered. Um, one of the cool things I think they offer is their own um, line of cola. So it's an alternative to Coke and Pepsi. And I think this is massively important. You know, I know restaurants that exist that really want to try and do as much local work as they can. And, and there's just certain areas of restaurant operations that you just can't support a local company. Um, and for a, for a long while, I think for a lot of people who just don't know about Brown Carbonic and Challenger Cola. And they're like, all right, this is one of those areas I just can't support local. If you go Coke or Pepsi. Well, it's not true. You can go with Challenger Cola. Um, it's, it's not just a generic alternative. It's, it's a really great brand. They've got my favorite root beer, uh, with their shucks root beer that has ever existed. And, um, and yeah, it's just a great alternative to the two big companies. So, uh, Brown Carbonic has been a great sponsor, a great partner here at Eat Local New York. And I, I really highly encourage you to give them a call and just find out what they offer and how you can work with them. Uh, you can call them directly at 315-454-3591 and, uh, and talk to Sean or whoever's there and just let them know you heard about them here on the Eat Local New York podcast. But again, great local company where you can help support them, keep all of your money that you spend in, in, in these areas here in our community. You know, we talk about, you know, we've talked about a lot. I feel like it's, it's kind of died off, but why don't we support local? Well, one of the reasons why we support local, I think we should all support local businesses as much as we can is that a we're supporting our neighbors and community members you know um, you know the, uh, the these are these are local families who start businesses and um, they're trying to make our communities better so why not support these people who are taking a risk and support a local company that's you know paying their mortgage and paying their bills rather than support some massive company where they're just paying out like corporate bonuses but another big reason is that when we support local, I, I believe the number is 17% more. It could be even a higher number, but I believe it's 17% more of our dollar is, is kept here in the community for uh, taxes and things like that. And so, you know, you support a company like Coke and Pepsi, so much of that money, so much of that money is going to the corporate level, um, to the global level of Coke and Pepsi um, and leaving New York State. We support a company like Brown Carbonic. We're keeping our money here in New York State and here in central New York. So... That's the reason why we support local. If you're a locally owned restaurant and you're listening to this and you don't use, you might be in a contract, but if you don't use Challenger Cola and Brow Carbotic, make the switch immediately. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into this week's podcast. It's my conversation with Matt Beach from Alenegas. Matt Beach, Alenegas. Uh, seven-time, seven-time award, New York State Beef Council best yeah. burger in the state, which is crazy. Um, so tell me a little about the, about the restaurant. How long have you guys been open? So we are currently in our nineteenth year, and it's wow. and it's crazy to think that you know I mean that I was a twenty-four-year-old kid. Hmm. You know I call myself kid. There, I, I had a, I had some growing pains. You know my 24, 25, 26 years old. You know you still yeah. want to live that party life, yeah, but still run a business at the same time. And I had to learn real quick, you know, um, that, and I, and I learned by watching my fellow industry leaders. I mean, there's a lot of them that have come and gone. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, uh, uh, industry leaders that were around for a long time that you saw fail Yeah. and you kind of pick up on their fails and what they've done. You know, some may have, you know, certain addictions that took over and next thing you know, the, the restaurant or bar suffers. So, Damn. um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go that route, you mm -hmm. know, so 
you know, I, I to be honest with you, I don't drink alcoholic beverages at my establishment. Yeah. Um, if, you know, friends want to get together or whatever, I usually suggest going somewhere else because hmm. I don't have a problem paying for my drinks. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen a, far too many industry leaders just <laughs> drink their profits away. So. Oh, hell yeah. So, you know, starting out at a young age, like I said, I, I had to learn that, you know, business is business. And, um, hmm. you know, we got to, we got going. We got going very well. We took a loan out back in 05. Hmm. Um five-year loan paid it back in two and a half years you know so we've been you know the restaurant has been debt-free for nearly 16 and a half years which is which is amazing that's crazy um and and you know Hmm. life has thrown us so many curveballs that (laughs) you have to learn how to pivot and adapt and uh that's the one thing that you know i i try to wake up and pride myself every day is what can i do different what can i how can i be one step ahead you know And, uh, you know, the burger thing just kind of took off, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what, what I ran with. It works. Yeah. Um, we got a good thing going. Uh, I think back in 2012 mm-hmm. uh, was the first year that New York State Beef Council mm. said, hey, we're doing a best burger in New York State. That's cool. Do you want to partake? And, you know, over the course of time, you saw the competition literally change on the way that they did things. Mm. The very first year... You had to win your region. So Syracuse had its own region. region. Mm. So they broke New York State up into 10 regions. You know, like Syracuse, Binghamton, Albany, Rochester, Buffalo, Southern Tier, Northern Tier, you know, Long Island, uh, New York City. You know, they they broke them up. So you had to win your region. I remember the first year there was 42 restaurants in Syracuse that competed. Wow. So. Damn. We won Syracuse. We were best out of 42, Mm. you know which was great. So now we can make it to the top 10. Yeah. Once the top 10 was acquired, the New York State Beef Council had four silent shoppers hmm. that they sent to each restaurant. I like that. That's cool. great. Yeah. So you're, you're able to go to this restaurant or bar or whatever establishment it is. Uh, I believe they have to be a family-owned and operated. They, they okay. don't do yeah. chain, chain restaurants. Yeah, right. Um, they go in, you have no idea who they are. Mm. Uh, they catch you at your most, you know, vulnerable peaks, yeah. you know, because it's, I mean, let's be real. When you know the competition is coming, you know, you're cooking for judges. You can put forth your best effort, mm. but when you're in the weeds yeah. and you got, you have no <laughs> idea it's coming and you got hourly employees cooking for you, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a different story. So it was, sure. it was bittersweet to be able to bring home the title in 2012 yeah. with the silent shopper in which that's wild. I don't know if you've ever been to Alan Angus on a crunch night, but it's crazy. Nah, not on a crunch night. So standing room only line out the door hmm. hour and a half wait, just <laughs> nuts. They came on a crunch night, <laughs> sat at the bar and you know what? They try not to make it look too obvious either. So yeah. there's four of them. Huh. So I, I remember reading the report. Do you know who it was? I have no idea. No, we have no idea. They're I mean, after the fact, did you know, like, did you, like, after they came in, did you know? No, no clue. Wow. No clue. When you're serving that amount of meals and, you know, you're, you're blown through power play burgers and everything else, it's really hard to gauge, you know, and plus the report doesn't come out until a month and a half later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they take the whole month to hit each restaurant. Mm. That's wild. And then a month and a half later, they announce the winner yeah they write the report the judges say what they liked and disliked hmm. 
Um, and, you know, we scored absolutely amazing, which, you know, mm. I commend my staff, you know, to hammering down. And I have, a, I have a system in place and they follow it. Yeah. And they know and, they, and I have them trained to where they look at a plate, the servers, the bartenders, the food runners, the expediters, the cooks. Mm. They look at a plate and they ask themselves first, is this what Matt wants to send out? Mm. That's wild. And if it's not, yeah, they know to replate it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, how do you how do you do that? Teach teach me how to do that. <laughs> it's you know what? It's a system that it's a system that they buy into. It's a system yeah. that you know. I try. You know, there's good human beings out there, and there's good human beings that like what they do, and there's yeah. good human beings that you know uh, will put forth 110 percent in what they do for you. Yeah. You know, we I feel we take care of our you know uh, staff very well. That's good. They enjoy that. Um, and you know what? I'm right there in the trenches with them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And everything. Yeah. I bartend. I serve. I dish. I cook. I, mm. I'll clean the grease off the floor or what, what have you. Yeah. Um, so I think they see that and they say, okay, he's one of us. You know yeah. what I mean? And, um, mm. and you know what? They like the recognition too. You know mm. what I mean? They like to be able to go to a bar wearing an Allen Angus shirt or sweatshirt and, mm. and feel good about where they work. You know? So Yeah, for sure. It's nice. That's awesome. So we got the report and out of the four, only two of them ordered the burger. Really? Yeah, so they they don't try to make it look too obvious. Right. They're not like, we'll take four power plays. You know, <laughs> so they got two power plays, cooked differently, a Caesar wrap, and a buffalo chicken salad. Huh. You would never guess in a million years that those are silent shoppers. Right. You know, so. Uh, and then the, the awesome part about it is Food Network reached out mm. and contacted us because we won Best in New York State and said, hey, do you want to compete for Best in the World? Wow. It's held in Vegas. Damn. Back during that time, do you remember Adam Richland? Mm-hmm. Man Richmond, yeah. Richmond Man vs. Food? Yeah. He's the one that headed it up. Oh, that's cool. So we went to Vegas. Um, and this is a crazy part. This is a hard part. Like, so when you use fresh burgers, fresh yeah. meat, like, how do you get it to, to Vegas? Yeah. You know? So I, I tried everything. I tried hmm. contacting Cisco saying, hey, listen, I'm hmm. staying at Bailey's. Hmm. Is there? Any, I, I know there's Cisco trucks in in right. Las Vegas. Is there any possible way that I can get a small shipment delivered to one of the hotels, hmm. and I just pick it up? And unfortunately, I couldn't make that happen. Really? So, yeah. Damn. Could, because I mean, there's 70 other restaurants competing all over the world and probably asking to do the same thing. You know, so I. Jesus. I'd, yeah. <clears throat> if I were Cisco, I'd have been like, put this hat on and uh, put the Cisco hat on, and you can. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Right. We'll, we'll drive it out ourselves. But it was wild. You know, it was wild. So uh, I competed once um, in that. I've been asked back every time. That's cool. And uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't gone back because it's just, I feel, I feel that's not an even playing field. You yeah. Know, those it's, competitions. So I'm, I'm really curious about your thoughts on that because, I, you know, I've been fortunate to judge the competition in the last two years and... It is, it's challenging to judge it, um, but as somebody who's competed so many years and won, what do you think is the best way to properly judge a food competition like that? So I think you need to judge cook temp, number one. Okay. I mean, I've watched enough Food Network you know, stations and shows and competitions to, to understand that there's not a judge out there in the world that likes a Midwell to well burger. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I feel that, you know, cook it medium rare. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know that 
it's it's still going to cook another five degrees or so from the time it leaves your yeah. kitchen to the judge. So, at the very most, you're 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 receiving a medium burger. You know what I mean? Which is which is okay. You, yeah. You don't hear too many judges gripe about medium, but they do not like undercooked or overcooked. Right. You know what I mean? So it's that fine line of, of playing. You know. So hmm. I think doneness of the burger or meat, steak, whatever you're cooking is 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 super important. Mm-hmm. Um, Presentation, I think, is huge. Mm-hmm. Flavor profile is a must, mm-hmm. Um, mm. and just overall execution. Yeah, you know, I, I think that mm. you have to you have to see yourself as being a customer of that burger. Right? Am I going to be able to eat this? I've seen some wild burgers out there, mm-hmm. sloppy. Yeah, they may be good, but I mean. Yeah. How am I going to eat this? I, I don't necessarily want to eat a fork and knife burger. I want to. I want to mm-hmm. be able to cut it in half, maybe pick it up and eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm. I think execution is huge. I think the yeah. layer profile is important. Yeah. Building a burger. If you can cut your burger in half and it stands straight up, you're good. Okay. What do you think between when you think about like the secret shopper method or what it is today, where you're in a special kitchen and there's four judges and there's people photographing all that kind of stuff which method do you prefer which method do you think is like the best way to be judged you think it's a secret shopper or do you think it's you're going to sit you know stand before four judges i i think it's a, a double-edged sword to be honest with you yeah. um secret shoppers can be anybody all right you know uh we can take myself you and two other people mm-hmm. and say go judge this mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the day, I like a mid-rare burger. You like a well-done burger. I mean, you're not going to get a consistent. I feel that if you sign up to judge a burger competition, you have to go in knowing that you're going to get it medium rare to medium. And, you you know, so, but I also like the fact of the silent shoppers because, you know, Mm. it gives your restaurant or bar more of a representation Mm -hmm. because... I mean, let's be real. I, I if I know that I'm cooking for a group, a panel of judges, like yeah, I'll cook eight burgers and pick the four best. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that you see that in, in in cooking competitions all over the world. For sure. You know, I mean, you see these barbecue competitions where they hand in a little nine by nine to go box, but yet they have thirty, forty pounds of beef just sitting and they're picking the best of the best. You know, so yeah. Um, I, I like them both. I like them both. Mm. I personally would prefer the way that it has been lately cooking okay. knowing judges are here it's almost like getting geared up for a championship game you know we're going to battle we got the top four let's go yeah you know what i mean yeah i kind of you know it's it's where it's supposed to be like being a judge the past two years um it's difficult because like you're going into it and i know you know if you've been, like we've been following on social media so we know whose burgers, whose, and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And so um, it's a little challenging that way because you're trying to go in and it's like, all right, is this an unbiased review of this burger? Um, and, yeah, so it's been – it's fun. It's definitely a lot of fun. But uh, I, t- I always take it really seriously. <laughs> like I give decimal points and all that yeah. kind of stuff on my score. Um so the Dave yeah. Portnoy of burgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great though. Yeah. But there is, there's, it's, I mean, I guess it's a great question for you. Winning those awards for on the level that I've seen, 
like, you know, we did, we do best taco every year. And the woman who we like gave the award to this year for meat local Birria Quesa Tacos, she's a pop-up, you know, out of the Salt City Test Kitchen, random days. She's been, the, the, the weekend after we posted that they were the best taco, there was like a three and a half hour wait to get the tacos. It was nuts. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, what does it do for business for you when you win? It, uh, it you know, I, the, the competition was what? Started in April 1, I believe. Yeah. And I believe by May, I think the date was 8th or 9th, May mm-hmm. 9th, you know, we had our winners or whatnot. Um, we are now into August, and I'm still having people come into the restaurant wow. for the number seven. Wow. Um, and they're coming from all over the place. Mm. Uh, matter of fact, I mean, I was... I was on vacation last week uh, for half the week, but one of my employees said that there was a couple that came in Friday night that said they had the best burger in Texas, they had the best burger mm. in Oklahoma, and they had the best burger in Georgia, and now they're here to try New York State's best burger. Huh. And they said that, That's cool. hands down, New York State best burger is wow. better than all the others. So That's it's awesome. nice to see people traveling. Yeah, they come from Utica, Rochester, Buffalo. Uh, we get a lot of Canadians, uh, mm. Pennsylvania. You know, so mm. it is really cool to be able to talk to people and say, "This is our first time. We're here to try the burger. We heard <laughs> so many things about it." Yeah. And, you know, I think having Syracuse University so close. Yeah, there's a wide variety of people from all over the United States and the country, different countries, where they're coming in to visit their kids or drop their kids off to school. And they, they heard about it, but they have not yet been able to get to Syracuse to try it. Well, this is their opportunity, and we, we, mm. we take it and run with it. And, uh, That's awesome. Show them, show, them, show them who's boss, you know? Yeah. We do the food tours. You know, I started that business up, and it's been wild to see. We just had, I think, two or three weeks ago we did a tour, and the one couple had just moved here. They got transferred. It was wild. She got transferred. She's in the Army. She's a recruiter. But like one of the one of New York State's main recruiting offices is in downtown, which I didn't know. Um, but uh, so they just got transferred from Atlanta. I had no idea anything about Syracuse or food. And then there was another couple that was vacationing from um, uh, Orlando, not Orlando, Tampa. And older couple, they said Tampa was too hot. They went on the map and saw that upstate New York was the coldest place in the United <laughs> States at that time. And wow. so that's where they went. And so it's just kind of, and they were up here for a week, you know, just staying and going around different little towns around, you know, Syracuse and going out to eat. So it's really cool to see the tourism that exists in Syracuse yeah, sure. just randomly, not for a specific, you know, SU game or concerts or anything like that. And I think downtown Syracuse does a very nice job with that visit Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, that book came out. It's, yeah. it's amazing. They did yeah. a nice job. And, you know, I, we, we've handed out and passed out, and people have taken so many of you know copies since we've gotten them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they did a really nice job putting that book together to give that tourist an idea on where to go, yeah. uh, what they can do when they're in town. And, you know, I, I, you know so kudos to them. That was, mm-hmm. that, was, that was awesome. Yeah, we just met with them, try and um, work with them on a diff- few different things, and... It's really interesting to, A, see their excitement about anything and everything that's happening in Syracuse. And also, and I can speak to it from my, from my perspective as well with Eat Local, there's so much that happens in the city that you never 
hear about. Mm-hmm. As somebody who's like trying to report on or talk about even restaurant openings or anything like that, there's so much that happens that there we don't <clears throat> we don't really have a central hub that everyone knows about. Where it's like, hey, if you have an event or something, post it here and we'll distribute it right. out. And so Visit Syracuse as a real, I was, I've always kind of, you know, I think um, knocked him a little bit because it's like, well, why aren't you talking about my stuff more often? But having just met with them for an hour and a half and, and better understanding the task that they have of trying to stay on top of everything. And they love stuff like, you know, like seven time award win. You know, yeah. They love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and try and put it out there as much as possible. Sure. So so seven so seven years is it uh seven years in a row or seven awards? So the competition has gone eight years. Okay. There's been eight New York State competitions uh put on by the Beef Council. <clears throat> We've won seven out of eight. Yeah. And everyone's like, Well what what happened to the eighth? <laughs> well the eighth we didn't compete in. Mm, okay. That was 2020 when the pandemic hit. Oh, yeah. So chaos was going on. Um, it was like the know, Zoom one or something, right? They did a Zoom. Yeah. It was all popularity contest. It yeah. was nobody sampling your burger, nobody trying. And to be, you know, to be honest with you, with the, with the state that the world was in at the moment, you know, the last thing I really was on my mind was winning a burger competition it was more of how do i keep my doors open yeah you know at that point in time so Hmm. um we opted not to to partake in that yeah um that's the only one that we didn't win yeah so realistically all we've competed in seven of them and Mm -hmm. won seven of them so Hmm. that's crazy i heard you talking about at the end of this last one going to iowa to compete with whoever their best is because we get put new york gets put up against them do you think that's going to happen no no, well, really. I've already. That sucks. I've already. <laughs> <been dope. laughs> I've already. Uh, <laughs> yes, I I reached out to Iowa myself. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And they um, they wanted no part. Really? Wow. That seems like such a home run of an of a, even just press for both states. So I I, I put it out there as you know, I'll cover my own expenses i'll cover my own mm. flight my own hotel mm. um my own rent a car whatever I, i'll cover everything i just want to be able to come out there yeah and compete against the best that's all i want all right you know in um the three years two or three years that we won best in new york state the mm. beef council said hey let's go up against iowa but it, it turns into just a, a a virtual right voting popularity and let's be real iowa is beef country. Is beef country. They're yeah. responsible for roughly, uh, you know, don't quote me on my numbers, roughly about 80% of the beef that is distributed in the entire United States. Yeah. So the beef support that they have versus the beef support that New York has, it's, yeah. we're going to lose every time. Right. So that's why I thought it would be a good idea. Hey, let's yeah. let's do this. And um, no, we, we, we got hmm. shut down. That's crazy. Yeah, I have family out there that are farmers in Iowa and um, corn and soybean and cattle, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, that's all that that country is, that and bush light beer. Bush light. <laughs> and, yeah. Bush lattes. I like that. Yeah. Um, that would be wild, man. That would be a crazy story, something that would really get a lot of attention. Um, uh, you know, if we could, I, I, maybe I should talk to Chrissy about that. We've We've done a lot of work with the Beef Council this year. We've done three different projects with them and um was it three yeah we did we helped them out with a beef passport 
we got to judge the burger battle, and then we just did um, uh, the Beef Buddies competition. And so I wonder if that's something I could talk her into to trying to figure out somehow. Like I said, yeah. if, if, if it can happen, yeah. I'll, like I said, I don't want any handouts. I just want to be able to yeah, go out there, to get out there. You know what? And I, and it could be, it could be good for, for, for both States. If you think about it, Hell yeah, both, I mean, here you got, you know, the support of Iowa backing their best burger and then who knows, you might get some travelers from New York coming out to support their best burger and, you know, gives Food Network or somebody something to talk about, maybe to air. I, I, th- I think it would be good for everybody. Without a doubt. I mean, I think of like the Buffalo Wing Fest and it's it's wild to see how much a, a little event like that can, you know, he started, I forget how many years, I think like 20 years ago. And Famously, he said that he took his wife's credit card and, you know, maxed it out in order to pay for the first year. And today they're in the Buffalo Bill Stadium. Right. You know? and it's so, awesome. Uh, and people from all over the world show up for it. Yep. So things like that um, that you just start and then roll with, um, you know, the press and the attention that you get and in return the customers just from participating in something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Iowa and New York met somewhere in the middle and had an unbiased panel of judges, it would be unreal. Sure, absolutely. So. And you know what? It's it's not even – I thought about that too. Like, well, do you meet somewhere in the middle? Yeah. Or, you know, you probably would have to if you wanted to – Go to Chicago or something. Really, like, make something about it. But I, I was ready to just go to Iowa and let, yeah. that, let Iowa taste what New York has to offer. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking for – um, hmm. an enemy or any, you know, but more of an alliance. Like let's, yeah, let's build this brand. You know right. what I mean? All right. So as a business owner, as a restaurant owner, knowing that winning those awards and you're still getting customers coming in today that are asking for it, do you seek out other competitions that you can, you know, enter into? So I, um, I would love to. Uh, I, I'm not tech savvy. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I don't I, know of any that exists. I can, I, I can, uh, I, I can be upfront and honest with you on that. As far as my tech savviness <laughs> is not up to par, but yeah. um, I, I would absolutely love to be able to compete in whatever yeah. they have. I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't sitting around saying, "There's got to be another burger competition to right. compete in." There's got to be like, you know, like Food Network, uh, Guys Grocery Games. Right. They do um, one burger episode mm. for the entire season each season okay and this past season mm. rock burger i don't know if you oh remember yeah them, yeah they were on guys grocery game oh that's right i think yeah so when you sit here as winning seven new york state titles right watching the food network saying yeah i i i beat that guy right like why, <laughs> like, why can't i how do i get on there yeah so i reached out to him okay I reached out to the right burger cool. guy just to see how it works. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, and that's the that's the beauty of this competition is that yes, we competed and yes, we won. Yeah, but I made a friend too because yeah. we communicate, share ideas. There's no hard feelings. It's right. friendly competition, you yeah. know. And uh, you know, he was very. Um, he gave me a lot of information on you know how to go about doing it. That's you know cool. What I mean, and. Uh, Every day I try to email and write, and that's cool. Every day it gets ignored and this and that. So <laughs> maybe one of these days they'll yeah. catch on. You know what I mean? Restaurant people are, are really uh, we we did. I only did like two episodes of it because 
technically, it took me, if this episode is going to take me three hours to edit it and post it and get it out there, these episodes that I did took me 28 hours, just the tech, uh, you know, just stupid technical things on them. But what I did was I, I was trying to do restaurants across America was mm-hmm. the name of it. So I would interview a different restaurant owner from each, all 50 states. Yeah, that's cool. And I did two of them and talking to both people, the, the information just that they freely gave because I was just curious, you know, the purpose of it was just to kind of show, uh, my hope was that a show restaurant owners all all across the country who struggle with the same things or facing the same issues that everybody else is. And then also to see what worked for somebody in maybe the Northwest, you know? Right. And, um, but there is, yeah, two restaurant owners I talked to and they were just willing to share any and all information. I think restaurant owners are like that, especially the ones who have been in it for a while because you realize hey, no one else really knows what they're doing when they're getting started. Mm-hmm. There isn't a book. There isn't a manual. There's a shit ton of free advice out there from people who have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Every, everybody's a, uh, <laughs> everybody's a, uh, uh, an expert, yeah. you know. Right. All your customers are experts on, you know. All your friends and family yeah. are experts, and they have no idea. Yeah. During this break, for those listening, remember the drinking game at home. Every time we mention buried acorn, you have to take a drink. So buried acorn. Um, I don't know what you would say is the most dangerous person that's not in your restaurant, but that tries to influence your restaurant. I would say it is a real estate agent because it's commercial, commercial real estate agent, because there's so many of them where it's like, oh, you you can open a restaurant. So you could open 10 restaurants. Here, let me tell you about all these other locations where I think you would do so well at. And Um, And I get that. Yeah. I, I get it I'm sure. monthly. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I inquired about one two or three years ago hmm. that uh, I was, just didn't pan out. Yeah. He's like, but I have two other locations over here that would be great. I go, but I'm not interested in those. Lo- <laughs> but you would do extremely well. And I'm like, right, but I have to be interested in that location too. You know, I have to like say, yep, this will work. You know yeah. what I mean? And, um, and it's amazing. I, I get offers all the time. You yeah, know, I'm sure. people just looking to rent yeah. their kitchen ready location out because, you know, someone went out of business or yeah. they just, you know, opted to retire out or, or whatnot. So. Yeah. That's, I just got a call from um, actually one of our marketing clients, a Steven Skinner from Eastwood. And uh, he's not involved in it, but he just called me the foul ball and um, Eastwood just shut down. Because the current operator didn't pay workman's comp or something like that. So the state went in there and chained the door closed. So the building owner is now trying to find somebody to get in there. And and uh, and I was like, well, how much is rent? And $2,500 a month, which, you know, I get for, you know, somebody that's like, oh, that's nothing. But I'm like, an Eastwood? And right. a place that has a terrible reputation? Right. You expect somebody to go in there and try and turn it around and, and pay 2500 bucks a month? Like, that doesn't, I don't think that works. It's yeah. tough. Eastwood's a Eastwood's a different market. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, Eastwood is very loyal to each other. Yeah, I have found that out. Uh, Eastwood does well within the um, neighborhoods. Yeah, supporting their bars and restaurants. Right. Um, but you don't really hear too many people outside of Eastwood saying we're going to Eastwood to, to hang. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure. But. Um, I do know that there are a couple different places in Eastwood that do quite well that have been around yeah. for a long time and 
you know what? It works for them. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that, yeah. I don't think that your mentality or my mentality would fit in Eastwood. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, we'll talk off camera about that. <laughs> um, so what do you think, like what, when you look at the, you know, the next, whatever, the next five years or the next year, whatever the case is, what do you think is uh, the progression of Alan Angus? Where I see it, honestly, I see five more state competitions, mm -hmm. titles. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I'm already working on, you know, next year's. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe I have two really good, you know, candidates for next year. But hmm. I'm going to keep trying to, you know, evolve and, you know, be hmm. the best that I can be and, and, and be good at what I'm good at. Yeah. You know, and that's the most important to me is I don't try to do anything outside of my comfort zone. Like, hmm. like we, we are very good at burgers. That's what we're going to showcase. I'm not going to hmm. try to be good at saute dishes or yeah. fish. Di you know what I mean? I'm a burger place. So. Right. Um, and I feel that if you hmm. cut your menu down, be the absolute best at it, give a good product, you'll do fine. So hmm. next five years, I see, I see myself winning five more titles. I see myself uh, within the next five years opening up my second location. Hmm. Uh, it is in the back of my head. You know, cool. I, I do absolutely want a second location. Hmm. I feel that being downtown where we're at um, is good but yet bad for us as well yeah uh we do have limited hours mm -hmm. and it's working yeah you know we're making more money now with limited hours and less staff than what we were pre-pandemic wow you know which is unbelievable yeah um but i think a second location would just bring in another source of income yeah get your name out there maybe maybe it wouldn't be an alienating maybe it would be a different theme mm -hmm. you know what i mean hmm. that seems to be trendy now you yeah. know what i mean um, and you know, just trying to build an empire, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to look up to those guys, the local guys, uh, that do well, mm -hmm. you know, like the limp lizards, yeah. like the bowling bears, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And they're doing well. Like, you know, give those guys a lot of credit. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to me to think about somebody like Mark and <clears throat> just the operational, uh, standpoint of that entire thing to have what three bull and bears plus the daily diner now um all the food trucks yeah yards everything up at the amphitheater mm -hmm. i mean it's wild it absolutely is. wild um the the organization that you have to have like the organizational system that you have to have in place in order to make sure that like there are systems put in place and everybody follows it i mean it's it's crazy i can't mm -hmm. i couldn't imagine you know trying to put all that together um yeah and they seem to be doing pretty well yeah. with everything yeah yeah no yeah. and, and uh, i commend you know all those guys you know i, I tell yeah. you what like to be able to like you said run an operation like that yeah flawlessly it's crazy um and still have a family life outside i mean let's be real we yeah. we're all friends we follow each other on social media yeah you know he is able to you know go play golf with his son at you know calvary or go yeah. on a go on a vacation trip with his family you know which mm. is nice all right it's nice to be able to have all that and still have somewhat of a family yeah life as well so do you have kids i do I have two boys yep Four, you, 14 and 13 14 and 13 Oof. Uh, ours, our son just turned nine months, so we have got a ways to go. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you sleeping at night? 
Yeah, you know, my wife, my my sister-in-law and my brother, they have three kids. They and they bought some like super expensive sleep training course. Um, not super. I think it was like a thousand bucks or whatever it was. But uh, and they recommended it to my wife, and my wife did it. Started taking it like after month two, and it just. Rebecca has our son on like this very strict routine, but he sleeps twelve hours every single night. That's awesome. And there's the only times that he really gets up <clears throat> is if he's teething. Yep. And you know, so we have a couple nights like with that right now. But. Um, but yeah, I was I was playing poker with uh, some old buddies from high school a month or so ago, and two of them have kids that are around the same age, and they were just like, "You're not sleeping, are you?" I was like, <laughs> "We've been sleeping for like six months, man. That's like, awesome. It's been it hasn't been that, um, and that's all because of my wife." But good for, um, you. Good for yeah. you guys. No, I was I was listening to a podcast recently, and it was somebody who's not in the. It was two people who aren't in the restaurant industry, and they were talking about generational family businesses and how um, the parents who sacrifice so much like build this, you know, restaurant empire of 30, 40 years, all they want is to turn that over to their son or their daughter and say, hey, I think, you know, Jimmy's really going to be taken over one day. And listening to it, I was like, that's crazy. I don't know of anybody who says that, who owns a restaurant, who says that. Yeah, it doesn't, you know? it doesn't happen that way. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, my parents are, you know, on a, are retiring. Yeah. We're about um, 90 to 95% there. Yeah. You know, they're starting to scale back a lot. They're um, coming in a little later, leaving a little earlier, taking mm-hmm. days off, vacation time, this and that, you know. And, yeah. And, and, um, it's difficult because at the end of the day, it's still a business. Yeah. You right. do, you do have to transfer everything and make sure all your I's are dotted and T's crossed and, yeah. you know, make sure, you know, you're on the books and now you're off the books and now you're doing, you know, it's just, yeah. you know, it's very, it's very stressful. Um, but, but I mean, could you imagine your sons, like is one is the hope to have your sons one day, like continue Alan Angus? It would be, yeah, I had I'd be lying if I said I haven't thought about it. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, they're they're 14 and 13, so my 14-year-old will be working, you know, yeah. by January. Yeah. You know, and um I think it's a very important lesson cuz he says, "Dad, I can come work for you." And I said, mm. "Nope, not your first job." Yeah. You know, I really <laughs> think that his first yeah. job needs to go work for somebody else. Yeah. Because I mean, let's be real, mm. um he's your son, he's your daughter, whoever it may be. Right. You know, they know what they can get away with, with dad or mom. And, you know, it, mm. it shouldn't, they shouldn't have that mindset or mentality at the workforce. Yeah. You know, and I really think it's important that, mm. you know, my two boys go work for somebody else to start. If they yeah. want to work part time with me, then okay. But All right. I think to start mm. out, they need to have a different boss. Yeah. You know, that's and, smart. And that will teach them, you know, maybe work ethic or what they can get away with and what they can't. Yeah. You know, how do I need to act when I'm at work? You know, hmm. I, you shouldn't have to be told eight times to go do something. You know what I mean? It's like, this is your job. So yeah. they, they need to be fired. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. To learn how it feels, you know? Yeah, for sure. I grew up, you know, my, when we were, when I was young, like eight, nine years old, uh, my parents had a diner. We lived in Northern Kentucky and my parents owned a diner and uh, they had it for just over a year. And I was homeschooled at the time, which meant, I spent all my time up at the restaurant. Sure. Um, and there were some things like they would have me wash dishes, but it wasn't a job. You know, I was too young for that. 
But uh, I was always like, man, I, that's one thing I would never want to be in is the restaurant industry. And then, you there know, you are. now with Eat Local and then, you know, the restaurant and everything else. It's funny, though, talking to my dad, who he's still, you know, dad's the sales manager over at Lorenzo's. And I talked to him, you know, he's been there for, I think, a year and a half now. So for the last year and a half, I talked to him almost every single day, talking to him about restaurant stuff or what's going on. And, and um it's so funny to talk to him about, call my dad, who like we grew up in like a really Christian, you know, home. So to talk to my dad now and say, uh, yeah, I was just talking to this person, but they were, you know, you know, you could tell they had just done a line of Coke or whatever the case is, right. you know, or yeah, I heard this person had Coke problems and don't sell, you know, whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. All these like crazy stories from like that exist in just the restaurant world to talk to my dad to about them today. And he's just laughing. He's like, it's the same thing. Nothing's changed in 60 years since he's been in the industry. Um, so that kind of stuff is, is kind of funny. I don't know. Like having our son, I'm the fourth Anthony Tringale in our family. So I named my son Anthony Tringale. Cool. I have this like really, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if you felt this way when you first had kids. But for me, I'm like, thank God I had a son to carry on the Tringale last name, you know, to keep that going. I think um, I think it's in every every father's yeah. interest, you know. To they they want that son. Get the son out of the way, and you know, yeah. give me three girls after that <laughs> right. if you want. You know what I mean? Um, but I think at the end of the day, too, you know, it, it is in in the back of their head that they would like a son. But I think I think you know, new parents just want a healthy baby, no matter what. You yeah, know what for I mean? sure. And uh, but it's nice to get that first one out there. And yeah, all right, cool. We got we got the last name still going. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I haven't thought too much about if Eat Local New York will exist by the time that he's old enough to, you know, take over. Our thought is we're gonna we're saving money aside so every month now. So when he's twenty years old, we're gonna the the plan is we're gonna give him a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and that will be you can either go to college, you can use that to pay for college, or you can go start a business. Mm-hmm. And either way, there's you have to have a plan. Like if you're in a, if you say I don't want to go to college, I want to start a business, you have to have a plan. You know, we're going to oversee, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not just going to be like, here's a hundred grand, you That's know, pretty cool, go man. party. But, um, yeah. So I like that. Yeah. All right. So one of my last questions for you is, and you know, every, uh, everybody has a different burger identity, right? I mean, Alan Angus isn't doing smash burgers and you're not no. trying to or anything like that. No, but I, I was, I was, you say smash burgers. I, I, <laughs> I was playing around with it last oh, really? week, uh, two weeks ago actually. Okay, and and they're good. Yeah, they're gotta, good. But I, yeah, I think it's uh, it is trendy. Yeah, but if you really think about, I mean, you can't cook a, a smash burger to temp. No, it is what it is. Yeah, and you know, one, I feel like once you've had one, you've had them all. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but um. You, you may see one in, in the near future at Allen Angus. Okay. I, I've been playing around with some ideas. So I was going to ask you. So I can't find anybody in Syracuse that can do a great smash burger. All right. Well, I'll yeah. call you over. All right. Sounds good. I will, uh, I'll call <laughs> it when I'm ready. And that's, an, that's an, you know, what I, I will not put out a product until I'm absolutely 100% ready that it's, yeah. it's good to go. I don't just cool. wake up in the morning and say, you know, I'm going to do a smash burger today. Never doing it, never done it before. Yeah. I'm just going to do it today. Just to, no, I, <laughs> I, there's, there's been months that go by before hmm. I release something because I'm not comfortable with, yeah. I got to tweak this, tweak that, tweak, you know, and 
Yeah. And you can ask my my staff; they'll they'll say the same thing. They're hmm. they get to sample everything. Yeah, That's and cool. you know, I get their opinion. I get the uh, uh, is it how's how's the execution? Is it going to be too time consuming? Hmm. Is it you know a lot plays in the, in in the fact you know when yeah. you're coming up with these burgers. So yeah, that's cool. So smash burger though, you might see one here. All right, cool. We're we'll close. Yeah, we're close. <laughs> well, Matt, thanks, man. I appreciate you coming in I so early. Appreciate having me, man. That's yeah. great. Everybody's listening. Get down, check out Alan Angus. Uh, what's the exact address? Two thirty eight Harrison Street. Okay, cool. Um, and make sure you follow us on Instagram. Yeah, for follow sure. Follow us on social media, Facebook, whatnot. Uh, a lot of uh, specials that we uh, put up. Uh, new burger ideas. Yeah. Um, catering gigs, stuff like that. So check us out on Instagram. Cool. Uh, Nicole does a very good job with our social media, cool. and uh, yeah, yeah, she'll let you know what's going on. Awesome. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Local New York podcast again. um, Really, we're going to be back here on a normal schedule with the podcast. I'm really excited to get these episodes back out every single week for you. Introduce you to these different local business owners and, and community leaders here in in central New York, or all across New York State. Um, if you're a, if you're a business owner, you're listening to this, and you want some advice, we started Yummy Socials. It's it's our kind of marketing branch of Eat Local New York. So if you're looking for advice, um, go over to Instagram, follow us at yummy.socials, where we post Nicole and I post tips and advice and podcasts and all just a lot of stuff to help you with your content creation, social media journey. Um, and that's really it. You can also visit us online at eatlocalnewyork.com to stay up to date with everything we have going on. Uh, that's all I have for you for this week. Stay tuned next week, brand new episode. And uh, remember, get out there and support local. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. Mm-hmm.